my yeah. breaking point was I was at the counter with a customer and he was just getting all upset. And I'm talking, talking, he's getting all upset. And he keeps getting closer and closer and closer to me. And then finally gets right up on me and he starts thumping me in the chest with his Ooh, finger. Oh, man. Yeah. It's just like boom, 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 boom. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. Like, yeah. I just almost lost my yeah. mind. I cracked yeah. at that moment. I honestly, like, I almost killed that guy. <laughs> I well, almost right. killed that guy. Yeah. And then I realized, like, I, I got it. Either I quit this job and go do something else or I change my reality because I can't, I can't live this. It yeah. just doesn't work. Hey, I'm Coach Jay. I'm the G-Man. We've built this podcast for the hardworking men and women of the automotive community. Some of you will listen and be entertained. Others will listen and apply. Our purpose is to provide both. Welcome to the Hard Shop Life. All right, all right. Welcome back to Hard Shop Life, my boy, the G-Man. What's up? What's up, G-Man? I'm Coach J. It's like an old school. What's up? <laughs> 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 all right, G-Man. So, so on this episode, we have a special guest with us, right? Yeah. Uh, a rock star extraordinaire. Uh, he's pretty much done everything Uh in the dealership world per se in regards to fixed operations currently he is the parts manager aka everything else and everything else and that's our good buddy charlie what's up everybody <laughs> he's like what's up guys that's him that's, <laughs> that's charlie that's me that's me <laughs> so uh you for, I don't know, for some reason, I want to say Charles in charge. It sounded, the, he oh, came, that's what it is, bro. I'm in charge. It's so funny because when he came on, it almost sounded like me. That's why I said to say, that's Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, since you're the one who's wearing his headphones, I'm, I'm going to have to go with what you yeah. say because you know, we're not wearing headphones. It's like, you know, some separation. We're, we're on the road here. We're, you know, straight from the beautiful state of Washington. Yeah. So... You know, Charlie, thank you so much for coming on board. And, you know, a lot, a lot of people to talk, you know, a lot of people think, oh, cool. We have a parts manager on there. Great. You know, that's good. You know, you must be talking about parts. No. We're not going to talk about parts. No. No. <laughs> We're not talking about parts. You don't want to bore everybody. It's fascinating. <laughs> he, said it. he said it. He said it, G-Man. He said it. He said it. So. I find it fascinating. I don't know. I is. enjoy it. It is. I enjoy I know. it too. I really do. Counting bins, man. That's the way to go. <laughs> that is the world right there. All it's, right? Not, it's not about the counting of the bins, right? It's the process of it. There's a lot of animals. Okay. Maybe this is it. a little bit of a parts thing. Well, educate me. Like, what? what is it? Like, what it, it? I mean, I don't know, man. Like, you. So, here, here's the thing. Charlie's been a buddy of mine for a while now, right? We have the same kind of jokes. Like, like. G-Man immediately could connect with Charlie as well because he, he, we're just like, we just have some, we're just jokesters about stuff. Yeah, we're, some, th we're three regular dudes. Right? Yeah, I mean, right? That's like, just yeah. what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're just, we're just guys, right? And so, uh, we talk about things and one of the things that does fascinate me the most about you, Charlie, is that, I don't know, bro, you're not your typical, you're not your, you're not your typical parts manager. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not that guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're outgoing, everybody knows you, you're always, you know, you're, you're just, you, you bring life to it, to, to an environment, which hey, is fantastic. You know, what's funny is I wasn't always that way either. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I was always the quiet introverted guy that, you know, hung out in the background and like the sniper, right? You never saw me. Oh it was just God. execution in the background. <laughs> 
That's what it was about. <laughs> well, they just spent... I didn't want to be noticed, though. It's part no, of it, right? This, so this yeah. is the funny part, is that we just finished talking about snipers. Like, where the heck They just had that? a 40-minute conversation about snipers. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, it's true. It's, it's, uh, it's funny because I can relate to that. That's yeah. exactly how I felt. Like, yeah. for a long time, I just did not want... I didn't want to stand out. I didn't want to be noticed. Right. It's way better just to blend. Yeah. Uh, blend I just wanted room. to make money for the store and just do my thing in the background. Yep. Well, you do a great job. And, and I think one of the things that we see in you, like we're here at the store, man. And it's funny, man. I lean, I, now G-Man, we lean on you a lot lately. You know, like we want it, we, you know, we have scoreboards, right? And so I said, who can I go to that could do the scoreboard religiously? Like who can I count on? Honest right? Charlie. Oh, dude, Char right? Charlie's it's an old speed shop. You, you've seen it before. Yeah, you know, yeah, Honest Charlie's speed honest, shop. Yeah, it's freaking Charlie, right? And Charlie every day puts the numbers in, sends yeah. a text message out. I mean, you know, Bob on the other side of the country, he's gonna listen to this. Oh, crap, you're gonna call me out. Yeah, I'm calling you out, dude. Like, we're we're like, where's Bob? Where's you know? What about Bob? He he has been on point all week though. He has done. He's yeah. done a good job. He's been on point he's got, all he's week. Remember, he's three hours ahead of you. I know he should be on <laughs> so point way before I. Putting am, them right? on in at noon. Yeah. My his phone time. should be my phone should be going off at three a.m. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. You should wake up to his yeah. numbers. Right. He exactly. should be waiting for yours. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So sorry, Bob, but we're gonna call you out. That's the point. <laughs> Roasted. The point. We're gonna have to get on a plane, fly out there, and shake yeah, you up a little that's bit. Right. Well, I'm doing that in a couple a couple weeks. Yeah, you gotta be, you gotta come down. So, so Charlie, let's talk about you, man, because you know, tell me a little bit about you and your story in regards to this business. Like, where did it start? Where did it start? Yeah. Oh man, for me, I was a. Uh, Fresh out of high school, right? Never did college. Never was interested in that because I knew all I was going to do if I went to college was party, right? So I didn't waste my time there. Folks saved their money. I spent a bunch of their money on racing. Fresh out of high school, I was just looking for a job, right? Knew a guy at the store. He's like, man, come on down. We need to ship a receiver, right? So I was like, all right, that sounds good. I'll do that for a little bit, right? So I go on there and I want to say it was like November. And the next thing you know... One thing turns into another and one of the counter guys leaves. And I'm like, man, I think I could slide in there and do that. Right. You know, mm -hmm. and it's still kind of under the radar. And mm -hmm. so did the shipping receiving, built a lot of relationships with the clientele because I was the delivery driver. Right. Mm -hmm. So I knew all the people when I was talking to them on the phone anyway. So that was the huge, the foot in the door. Yeah. So that. that's what's funny about Charlie, man. Like he's really good at one-on-one -on -one relationships with people. Right. Mm -hmm. So that whole like introvert thing doesn't, I don't know. It's hard for me to see or compute because well, you got to remember that, that way was, with me. That was like 20 years ago. Right. So you're a yeah. little more reserved because you're a kid coming into this yeah. big world that something you know nothing about. Right. Okay. So then you, you get in, onto the counter. Yeah. You're there. How long are you there? Well, kind of off and on. Like I was just filling in for different guys. Right. Like, I was mostly on the front counter and then guys would be on vacation. I'd hit up the back counter. And then pretty soon after about a year, the techs were all screaming that they wanted me at the back counter, right? Because mm. there was just the trust built with them, right? Like if I didn't get them the right thing, but I was sure as hell going to do my damn best to get what they needed as quick as I could, whatever, right? Serve those techs. Because I had the realization that if they're not making money, I'm not making money, right? That's what it's all about. Because time, time is an inventory, just like parts. 
Gee, man. I mean, what do you think about that? Like, as a technician, like, that's a oh, big, yeah. that's a huge thing. Well, you know who he sounds like? Who? I mean, I, I, it's like I'm, I'm vi- I can vision him sitting on the other side saying those exact same words. It's Greg Chittum. Greg Chittum. Sounds exactly. You sound really? exactly like huh. this My guy, Greg boy, Chittum. Yeah. Greg Chittum. Big shout out to you. Yeah, yeah I agree. He, uh, he, he worked for me as a counter guy. Yeah. And then became a parts manager. And he, uh, he was the same way. Like, he's just like, and he was the guy everybody went to. Yeah. Oh, man. That's everybody. how it was. Because yeah. he just, he just. He, it didn't matter if he didn't know he'll find out if he couldn't find it he'll look for it if he he'll figure out a way he, he, you know it's like and that's what everybody wants it's like it's simple like you're yeah. there to do that job like, yeah do do the work yeah right? it, it was my ultimate duty to make sure those guys were making money right that, that's all i cared about yeah yeah so so g-man's bringing up but something. that attitude has carried you through you realize that right oh yeah like yeah, that's sure. how you think right now. Because you think you got to think about the bigger picture of it, right? Yep. You can't think about just your role in that department. Yeah. You got to figure out how that affects every facet of that store. Yeah. And that's what you do. That's yeah. what you do now. So, so one thing we talk a lot about is transcendence. Like, like your ability to grow and become more than what you, what you are. You're a service manager, a technician, your advisor, your partner, yeah. whatever it is. You're, you're, the, the way that you move up or the way that we are able to move up in this business without having the benefit of it, you know, we're not college educated or right. some, you know, yeah. we don't have that to, hold, to, to um, lean back on. And so really the way you do it is by trying to transcend your position yeah. and operating outside of your environment and, and affecting the, whole, the overall, the whole, yep. right? And I think that's what, you know, that's what you, that's what we've been watching. And obviously that's what you've done your whole career. And, you know. You have to do that because that's the only way you're going to make notice to people that matter in the business, the mm-hmm. people that you're em- employed by, mm-hmm. is you have to show them that, right? And everybody knows this business is a show me business, right? Sure. You got to do the shit first, then you get paid later. That's just the way it works. It's not what you do. It's it's what you do when the right person is watching. <laughs> that, exactly. There's a lot of truth to that too, right? I mean, <laughs> it's mostly what did. You, but if what but, you it, did. but if you live that idea, yeah, then you're always doing what matters. The right? odds are in right. your favor, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it shows up pretty fast, right? Yeah. So you eventually end up being uh, a parts manager, right? Yeah. So shortly after that, right, it was at a Ford store, back counter guy. I kind of was getting fed up with the parts manager because he was your typical parts manager guy. He just sat in the back, talked on the phone to his buddies all day, right? And you'd go to do... That's when he was there. Yeah. Because most of the time he was coming in. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's us parts managers. We come in at noon and leave at one. All we do is cover lunch breaks, bro. That's (laughs) That's how it works. That's it. That's how it works. Yeah. Hey, did the parts come? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll see you guys later. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You got everything checked in? Good. Get it on the shelf. I'm out. (laughs) But no, no, uh, in, in all reality, it, it was just one of those deals. I just wasn't real happy with the management and there was nowhere to grow there. I was stuck at the back counter and I knew I didn't want to be stuck there forever. Right. So there was a smaller Lincoln Mercury store that called me up and said, Hey man, you know, we know who you are. We know what you're about. We want you to come down here and run this parts department. It was a little bit smaller. And I was like, you know, for, for what it was. And I didn't know anything about it. Right. Just from what I've learned on the back counter. But I had a great mentor. It was a two-store deal, right? And they were a store in Yakima. And I had a great mentor that taught me a lot about inventory and how the cycles work and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. that that was a big help, right? Everybody's got to have a coach, a mentor, whatever. That's just like you guys, right? I mean, yeah. that's what you're here doing right now. Yeah. So, so then, so. I'm envious. So, I didn't have one. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I went into parts, I did. I had nothing. Like, I was like. 
They, well, they yeah. had a guy, they had a guy, they had the old parts manager stay to teach me. The guy they're, they're firing. Yeah. Yeah. That's always a recipe for yes. disaster, isn't it? Yeah. And so I'd stay and they didn't want to, they didn't want the other employees to see him coming in and out. So he would come in really late, like eight or nine o'clock. He'd show up there. Yeah. So I'd be there till like 10, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. And he was so slow. And that's how this guy was too. And I was just like going, oh my God, I'm going to kill myself. This is like horrible. And then he, he, um, everything I would ask him, like, why? Why do you do it this way? Mm-hmm. Like, this doesn't seem to make sense. This just takes way too long. Well, that's just how you have to do it. That's how we do it. And I'm like, mm, I don't think so. There's got to be a better way. Yeah, because he was trying to protect himself, right? Of course. The more you can automate in a parts department, the better off you, you are. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, it's pretty simple to automate a parts department. They keep themselves busy. Yes. And, you know, they, plus, you know, it is a thing where I think parts department is a, a department that likes to be the same. They don't like to change. Very true. And consistency. And, and it is something where you do have to kind of be in the lines because inventory is inside the box. Right. right? But yeah, that's it's that's that's the tough part is finding a good mentor. You were fortunate to have somebody because that's a, that is yeah. a tough thing. Especially Un- in the parts game. Unfortunately, he wasn't on site either, though. So you know, no, he's two hard. hours. <laughs> yeah, he's two hours away. So it was a lot of phones, and you know, I'd make trips down there to check things out or come back. So that, it was pretty cool having that advantage. You still talk to him? Uh, you know, I haven't in a long time, and then here a couple years ago because he got out of the business, he's retired now. Oh, okay. He called me here, I don't know, say it was a month or so ago, just before Christmas, and we chatted for a bit. So it was kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah. It's really cool. So you, you get into parts management. Yeah. And then is, that, is this the, the point where you get like forced into service management? Yeah, kind of at the same time because right. we were, we were kind of in between service managers at the small store. It was one of those ones they come in and they blow out, right? Because they're mm. the big dog. They're going to come in and make waves and do this. And it's we're talking like four techs, you know. So mm. what are you going to do there, right? So I was always the constant that would pick up when these guys were blowing out, right? Mm. And come in and clean it up. Yeah. So. So you, After they smash everything. Right. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like having Hulk running around the country, right? Hulk smash everywhere. And then Service I'm coming I'm coming smash. in with the first banner broom, cleaning everything up, you know, with my glasses on. Oh man, yeah. that's so true. It's brutal. That's hard in those small stories, because it's true. Yeah. You, you come in and smash and slinging hammers around, boy. Yeah. Well, and you know, it locks up on you. Yeah. And in a small store environment, you can't just be one position. It doesn't work. Just to make the thing float, you have to be a guy that can be a jack of all trades. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of those hired guns feed on the desk, guys. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So now, now you are this role of a, of a service manager and not not necessarily really. It was just kind of back and forth. Back and forth. Yeah. So, so did you, which one did you enjoy more and why? I kind of enjoyed doing both, right? Okay. Because it, I did it for five years. Wow. Back and forth on both? Yeah. Wow. For five years. Yeah. And I had one counter guy. And sometimes I didn't have a counter guy. So I was a counter guy, parts manager, service advisor, service manager, right? So I'm trying to feed Vortex, run an inventory, do all these things, you know? I think that's what kept me involved in it, right? Is it was never a dull moment. Mm. Because mm. to be just a parts manager in a two-man store like that, you you would you just pull your hair out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not enough going on. Yeah, I mean, unless you're a severe introvert that just likes to watch paint dry on the wall, then that's cool for you. But <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work for me. All right, so then, so then you, so oh man, so continuing your story, you end up coming to a Ford store. Yeah, Ford store. Yeah, 
at this Ford store, what position do you walk into now? Well, so there's a small stint at a GM store in between there too, oh, right? Oh, wow. Okay. Because the GM that was at the Lincoln Mercury store was, for lack of better words, a crook, right? Like mm. hiding cars and inventory and basically trying to roll the rest of us under the bus. And I saw the writing on the wall. Thankfully, you know, I'm in my early 20s and figuring this out. And I'm like, I got to get out of here because this is not going to be good, right? When yeah. this thing implodes. So I bounced over to the, to the GMC store across the road and worked over there for a little bit. And lo and behold, what they do, they blow that GM out of the Lincoln Mercury store. So they're calling me, begging me to come back, right? And I was like, eh, I don't know, you know? So I kind of hung out for, for a while at the GM store. I was just a parts counter guy there because I was just kind of looking for any out to get out of that store, right? Mm-hmm. And I could do just about any of it. So we did that. And that, that was interesting. That's the first time that people were knocking on my door, wanting me to come to work at that point or up to that point. It was me knocking down the door trying to find the place to mm. work all of a sudden you're in demand all of a sudden i yeah. was in demand yeah it's a good feeling it was but it was a little scary too right like now i have to choose where i'm gonna go not like kind of forced mm. so it was a little bit of a you hope you got the right instincts right, right. <laughs> you're like i don't know right. yeah <laughs> is this good or bad you know and being in your early 20s how do you know that you don't got enough life experience world world experience you know so yeah that's true that's true so then I end up coming back to the Ford store. There you go. So now we're back at the Ford store. Yeah. And what are you doing back? So they sold me a bill of goods. Yeah. I love this. Okay. Yeah. So they sold me a bill of goods. They're like, all right, we want you to come back. You're going to be the parts manager of the, of the Ford store. Right. And like, we just need you over here because, you know, things are kind of going awry and this and that. So I get over there and I show up and I'm kind of seeing how things work, but they haven't let the other parts manager go. Hmm. So, like, for the first couple of weeks, I'm kind of hanging out. Like, what am I really doing here, right? Like, so I just kind of floated with it for like a month, right? And so I started talking to the GM at the time. It was a, it was a dealer group out of North Dakota that had bought the store, and they were only there for a couple of years. And I'm like, so what? What did you bring me here for, right? Because you, your parts manager's still here, the service manager's still here. What? What's the deal? You're like, you, well, just I need you to hang out for a little bit, right? I'm like, okay, so what are you wanting me to do? And he never was very clear. So that's where I really started to learn because I had to figure out something to do myself. I'm not to stand there all day, right? Mm-hmm. So that's when I really started the observation stuff mm-hmm. and, and really looking at how things work, I guess, maybe from an outside perspective a little bit, right? Right. Because I really wasn't in the trenches with them, but mm-hmm. I was just kind of watching stuff and seeing what was going on. Mm-hmm. You can kind of look at a 30,000-foot 30, view right. and pay attention to right. the little things instead of being in the swoop or the whirlwind trying to figure it all out. Right. right. So then I started to make some recommendations, and we started to do some things a little bit, right? And then that whole dealer group imploded, and they pulled out. They sold it to who we work for now. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the service manager got blown out. Parts manager got blown out. So that was the first time I went back to just being a full-on service manager. And we brought one of the parts guys that I had known, we brought him in to be a parts manager. Um, That went well for a little bit, you know, probably six, eight months. And then he started to implode, Mm. right? Hmm. So in talking with Pat, I was like, hey, man, we got to have to do something here. Like, what do you want to do, right? I said, you know, I'm drowning out here in service because I'm just not getting the support we need, things like that. and this guy in parts is blown out. So what do you want to do? You know, do you, where do you want me to go? 
He's like, well, where do you think you can be most effective? I was like, I know I can be most effective in parts. Did I really want to go there? Not necessarily, because I really kind of liked doing all of it, right? Kind of mm. like now. Right. But uh, he was blown out, so I just, you know, hey, I'm there for the store. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in there, get that thing turned around. And in a couple months, we had it turned around, you know, and things were so out of control. Obsolescence was through the roof, you know, the turn rate sucked, you know, all the usual stuff. So It quickly gets out of control. Oh, yeah. It pulls over you. Yeah. It's a, it, you underestimate, even in a small parts department, yeah. how quickly your numbers will start to get out of whack. It'll yeah. Get, it happens fast. When I first came to that store, they had an $800,000 inventory. Oh, $800,000. $800,000 inventory in a small. And what were you guys selling? Two hundred grand? Oh, not even that. Oh, my Probably God. A buck and a quarter. Buck 50. 800,000. Yeah. Jeez. You had like 600 grand in obsolescence. Yeah, basically. basically. Excess stock. So the parts manager that was there before me, oh. he, he was the classic order one or sell one, order 10 guy, right? So he'd sell one and order 10. Oh my God. Yeah. So the shelves are just bursting at the oh. seams everywhere. Oops, sorry. Yeah. It was it was a nightmare. That is a nightmare. Yeah, that's the worst I've ever seen. I mean, I thought that we just finished up at one working with a guy and yeah. wrapped up last year cleaning that all the obsolescence out. I thought that was the worst. But yeah. hearing eight hundred grand, I would yeah. have a heart attack. Yeah. I probably wouldn't take the gig. It'd be yeah. too hard. Yeah. I, I think that was the challenge that motivated me to do it, right? Yeah. It's like, can yeah. I clean this up? I figured even if I cut it in half, the worst case scenario, it, it was a milestone, right? Man. Yeah. So by the time I want to, I'm trying to think a year later, we had it maybe two years later. I can't remember how long, but we had it down to like 300. Yeah. Three, 400, something like mm -hmm. that. It was floating around there just depending on. Yeah. That sounds about right. I mean, you could probably get away with four. Four is a 60 base yeah. supply. But yeah. 45 is generally, but 60 still yeah. acceptable, you know? Yeah. 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 It was crazy. It was a, it was kind of like one of those, how do you eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time. Yeah. But that's the thing, right? Isn't it like, I mean, I think sometimes we overcomplicate it. Like with this parts department we were, I was just talking about that we just took on as a client um, last year. It's, it's you know, he, he's just drowning and like, but won't make a move. Like won't make a move in a positive direction. It's like he's, he's just standing while the water's filling up around him, but won't take any, all he's got to do is walk out of the bathtub. Well, right. He's waiting for somebody to throw him the line. Right? Yes. Yeah. And you just got to walk. It's like, just take one step and then take another step. And, and it's like, once you decide, you're like, okay, I got 800. I want 300. Like, okay, so now what do I do? What's the worst? Yeah. Let me work on that. Then what's yeah. the next worst? Let me work on yeah. that. And yeah. If you do it, if you just, and such shit's going to pop up you hadn't thought about. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, you know, yeah. you're going to have an unknown unknown. Yeah. You fix yeah, cause, that. Because really, and honestly, there was probably closer to a million with all the stuff that wasn't even inventory. Oh. You know, like 20 years oh, of yeah. dust on it. Oh, yeah. Because it was a two-level department, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. It was. It was. Horrible. I had a parts department like that a couple years ago that was 700 grand. It was, most of it was, was active. It wasn't a lot of obsolescence. But the one thing I did find was that was a lot of stuff that wasn't in inventory that was up in this parking garage in the back corner, just covered in inches mm -hmm. and inches of dust. Well, let me put this in a reference for you, right? So that was like 2005, okay? They had Ford Courier sheet metal in the corner upstairs still All right, from what? the 70s. <laughs> the little Ford Courier pickups. Yeah. That's crazy. Right? So the old, so we counted. So we, 35 years later, there's still sheet metal for these things hanging out. 
That's the record, bro. That's the record. So we counted that inventory. When I was talking about, we found a part from 2004. So it was 16 years old, yeah, right? Yeah. Then you're 35. Yeah. You win. Yeah. You win with the 600,000 in obsolescence and a 35 year old piece of sheet metal. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I was nuts. So, so this we're going to talk so, parts, so this, by the way. No, yeah. I know we're not. No, but I, I like it. I, I'm just going to flow with it. And, and I, the way that I associate the best that I can to it is the way that he reacts to things, right? So we, he picks up this part in this, you know, parts department. And he goes, this is from 2004. Yeah. I said, okay. Yeah. He goes, this has been counted 16 times. times. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. He goes, no, bro, you don't understand. Yeah. 16 times. Like, Somebody's touched like, it 16 I'm, times. Do, am yeah. I turning white? Because I just, yeah. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, what? He goes, bro, that's just, it's just unimaginable. Well, just remember the last time you guys were here, you guys were giving me crap about some tires I had up there that were all oh, right. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, no, I get we it. We found a demon. You had a demon. You yeah. had a little skeleton. Yeah, we found it. What was it, 2012 tire? Yeah. We yeah. had a 2012 tire yeah. up there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. All right. See, so, so, that's to say, you can't be afraid to admit that you, no, nobody's perfect. No, of course yeah. not. Yeah, of everybody's course got not. something. You, you know so. what? And, that, and that's what I think differentiates some, some extraordinary people, man. Like, when you own it, you own it, right? Yeah. You know, there's people out there. That's why I love working here with you guys. Like, you know, JK just sometimes, you know, he just says, listen, I just don't know. Yeah. That's why you're here. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how many people in our industry would never even have the courage to ever say that ever because they've been brought up under the, you know, act as if, fake it till you make it, whatever. Don't ever admit to your fault. Well, Bullshit. yeah. Well, because you, you got to know. You got to know. Exactly. Well, that's the way know. this business is perceived, right? Like, you can't let anybody see your weakness. Yeah, right. Right. It's it's the, it's the toughest of the tough. somebody will steal your job. Right, right. Yeah, and, and everybody thinks it's so cutthroat, but it's not. Yeah. Only if you're in that terrible of an environment is it that way. Yeah, most people are terrified of taking yeah. that job. <laughs> yeah, So So after this long intro, I mean, it's been how long? How long are we on this? 25. Thing? Holy cow, we're at 25 minutes. So let me, let me get to the punchline here. The reason why I wanted to have this conversation is for one thing. It's when all the stars align, it's when the universe is perfect, it's when the, the sky is clear and you see the comet or the shooting stars, you take advantage of that opportunity, right? And this is the funny thing is that I've known you now for several years, Charlie, and I've been telling you something for a long time. I know. I'm not taking advantage of the opportunity, right? I get it. And No, but I, honestly, I think, I think that before, it wasn't the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I think it wasn't the time. We're getting now, close. We're getting close. Oh, no. Okay. Well, I, I, honestly, I'm, this is what I'm telling you. I think we're here. Yeah, I know. And, and the truth of the matter is, is that it's all aligning. And I feel like it's one of those things which I'm okay with. I'm okay with because if I want to talk about my ego or, or, or about me, fine. But having the G-man attached to me, he's like my, my wife. I'm his husband. Whatever it is. He, whatever he's saying. it. But you ever had that, that situation where... One person says something and they've been saying it and saying it and saying it. That's you. Right? That's me. Right. And then that other person comes in and goes, well, you know. And then G-Man comes in and talks and to me like, for 20 minutes. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, I, you made me think about stuff. And, I'm, and you know, I, I understand. But the truth of the matter is, man. I still love you, bro. I know. I know. I love you, too. But you're that guy. Like, we're over here going, who can do this? Who can do this? Who can do this? And then this and I'm pointing and at I the G-Man. And I know the whole time in the back of my head I can do it. Yeah. I'm, pointing, right? but I'm just, pointing at the G-Man 
And I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh. And the G-Man's going, you know why? <laughs> and I'm like, why? And he goes, you know, we've been missing it this whole time. It's right in front of us. It's Charlie. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit back yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? And, and the truth of the matter is, is, is it's you, man. It's always been you. It's always been you. You know what I'm saying? And, I get it. Yeah. And, but, but I also, without a shadow of a doubt, know you can do it, but I understand you. And let me tell you why. Why I resonate with this guy, G-Man, I'm going to tell you. I became a, I was a service manager at the Honda store, right? Fairly okay. And then I got pulled in to go to a Chrysler store to be a service director there. And I brought a team and I did this thing and I was doing good. And just like you, it's funny and really ironic that you're telling the story. I started asking weird questions. I had questions about the financial statement. Yeah. Because I was getting paid. That's exactly. I was getting paid off a of net. I was getting paid off. Like the, my bonus structure was gross plus net, right? A little piece of each, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I started looking at the financial statement a little more, I saw that there's something that wasn't, that was, something was awry. So I went to go ask. Yeah. And I said, a lot of times people don't like when you ask questions no, about the financial statement, no, right? No. Yeah. So I go into this, this, this position and I do it, right? And I ask questions, but at the same time, I'm getting overwhelmed with all the responsibilities. The customers are always upset. Oh, yeah. Never doing anything yep. right. I'm spending all of my time dealing with upset customers. My G Man, I'm going to tell you this. There were Dodge Nitros ordered with no ac in georgia yeah okay and i had to go find aftermarket people that would come in and install ac kits right customers would pull into my service drive g man okay and they would say my ac button doesn't turn on it, the, the yeah. button doesn't even work <laughs> there's no ac on the car right mm. i had to go figure that out right yeah. and so i'm like what is going on here man right yeah, oh yeah and so and so long story short the fbi closed the place down but i had to get out so i left and i jumped and i'm like this is the wrong thing for me to do but at the same time i looked at it it's like man i failed i was overwhelmed you do because you take it personally exactly like yeah. i couldn't handle this i have people who are upset i i can't put ac unit like my general manager were like what are you talking about you need to figure this out like we we did our job. We sold the car. Figure it out. I'm like, yeah. I've never heard of anybody selling a car without an air conditioner, and the customer thinks they do have it. Yeah, right. like you know what I'm saying. Like, what am I supposed to do? Right. That's that's the part I think that give that gives the job a bad stigma. Is the fireman? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's the it's the constant heat. It's yeah. just a constant stream of complaints. And uh, I remember, you know. Uh, you know, I was telling you that story earlier today about when, like, I I just decided I wasn't going to deal with that anymore. I wasn't right. going to deal with those guys that were driving me nuts. I had those advisors. I just we just couldn't deal with it. And uh, the one thing too is the one thing I didn't realize is they were they because I I to be honest with you because I was weak, right? Oh yeah, I was weak. Yep, and I was putting up with it. And then they were passing, they were creating heat, and then passing it to me. Yeah. Because they, they if, if why why do you care about the heat if you don't have to deal with it? Exactly. And so they was just a pass through. Yeah. And it was I was just drowning and I just I hated, I hated my life. I hated that job. And uh and then when I got rid of them, all that stuff went away. Yeah. And I realized that 
Like you just, you have to take action on that stuff. You don't have to live that life. No, you don't. I think that's where the big realization has to come from. Yeah. Because that's where the Honest Charlie thing was getting me in trouble, right? Because I was, I was taking everybody's heat. Yes. Not just my heat, right? Yep. And then you just drowned. Yeah. I want to be the good guy. Yeah. I wanna, like yeah. I, you know, I didn't even know my place at that time. They didn't even have a position. I had to learn what that position was. Right. And so I didn't know. So I'm just like, yeah, give me something to do. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm just looking for, and so I take everybody's heat and they just ran right over the top of me. Mm -hmm. And and I just was getting beat up. And meanwhile, they're over there laughing and going party and leaving early. And yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm yeah. like, I'm yeah, dying. Yeah. You feel like the techie kid at the <laughs> desk and the guy jumps by and dumps all his work on it for the weekend and get oh, this done man. by Monday, right? My, my yeah. breaking point was I was at the counter with a customer. And he was getting all upset. And I'm talking and talking. He's getting all upset. And he keeps getting closer and closer and closer to me. And then finally gets right up on me. And he starts thumping me in the chest with his oh, finger. Oh, man. Yeah. It's just like boom, 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 boom. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. Like, yeah. I just almost lost my yeah. mind. I cracked. Yeah. At that moment, I honestly, like, I almost killed that guy. <laughs> I well, almost right. killed that guy. Yeah. And then I realized, like, I, I got it. Either I quit this job and go do something else or I change my reality because I can't, I can't live this. It yeah. just doesn't work. So I felt like a failure. I was too stressed oh, out. I, I jumped in the middle of your story. It was, it was dry. It was, no, it's fine. It's fine. I like it. It's fine. I, I'm in the middle of this, this whole thing and I leave. And I felt like a failure the whole time because I felt like, wow, if this is the role of this service manager, service director, I don't know if I can handle it. Like, I right. don't know if I can do this, right? Right. And so, move forward. Like, I go back to the Honda store. They call me back. I was at BMW store as a supervisor. Uh, 2008 hits. Right. You go back to what you know and what yeah. you can do without fail and make money, and what right? I'm, I'm what I'm all right with. Yep. And so, what I do is, is I go, I'm at a BMW store and 2008 hits. I'm working for a public company that owns all these stores, right? And they, they right off the bat, they do a 45% pay cut. On the Across advisor. The board. Across the board. So I'm like, dude, what the heck am I doing? 45% like, Yeah. Half my income? Yeah, it's yeah. gone. So I'm like, no, I don't know if I like this. And simultaneously, I get recruited to go back to the Honda store I was at to be a service manager. But in this time, I have full support. Like I have, you know, I thought I did. I had full support, right? So I go back in there and then the pressure comes again. What are these advisors doing? What is this? What is that? Right? And so I'm over here going, dude, maybe I'm not fit for management. Right? No, I think you're just taking it too personal again, right? Probably. Yeah. I probably was, right? Like, it's me. Like, how can I get these people motivated? What do I need to do? And the truth of the matter is, is the person who was believing me was my mentor, but he was a fixed ops director in charge of, like, everything, right? And I still had a service director who was in charge of me, right? So the whole time I hear back, like, I'll, I'll never forget. He used to come and tell me, right? He's like, hey, David wants to know what you're doing. Hey, David wants to know what you're doing. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And at that time, him and I were, were close bond at being against the fixed ops director going, that guy's crazy. All he wants us to do, like he doesn't know that we're working so hard, right? But the whole entire time looking back at it, I'm like, he failed me. Yeah. Because the fixed ops director was telling him, what is he doing by Technically telling him, you need to be coaching this guy. You need right. to be big, bringing him up. Right. You need to be doing something He, he with wasn't him. being straightforward enough with him to line him out. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so then, I'm like, this sucks. I'm yeah. leaving. You know, I'm out. Oh, yeah. I go to California. I'm like, look, I don't need any stress, man. 
I'm just going to be a service advisor again. I'm right. really good at that. I'm maybe not meant for management, which sucks because I feel like I'm a leader and yeah. people gravitate, you know, things like that. And then all of a sudden, kid you not, I'm with this dude, the yeah. G-Man, you know? And I didn't like him. I hated him. Everybody's heard this story. I hate the guy. He's, you know. Most, he, pe- most people do. Yeah. <laughs> so, I hate the See, guy. See, are always in service, right? That's yeah. why it works. You know, Nicole said that. What? Oh, yeah. She said she didn't like me at first. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh really? She oh, said, yeah. I thought you were an <laughs> and so, hilarious. Yeah. And so, you know, all of a sudden, he sees something in me and goes, hey, I know this sounds crazy, but I want you to become the service manager for the mini store. And I'm over here going, great. Here we go again. Yeah. Like, dude, I don't want responsibility. I don't want, what am I going to uncover? Yeah, am I going to ask the wrong money, question? Right? Am I, right, yeah. right? And this guy's like, no, no, man, look, listen. Your pay is going to be good. I'm not going to mess you up. We're going to do this together. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to tell you what's going on. I'm going to, you know, we're going to do things together. And I'm on like, oh, okay, you know, okay, we'll see. He tells me, he goes, and <laughs> I'm telling you, first thing that freaks me out, he goes, all right, this is what you got to do. Go get more texts. What? We have no appointments. You're just, I'm like, I'm definitely with the wrong guy. I don't know what the hell he's Yeah, You got to build the infrastructure yeah, before you, you can execute, right? right? And so, so he goes, go get texts. And I'm going to help you. This is what we're going to do. This is how you're going to do it. This is, uh, you know, and he, and he started mentoring me, right? Yeah. And one thing led to the next. And then he goes, you got to do, use the skills you've learned and that you're amazing at, right? And adapt them to leading people and, and building a business. You knew how to build a business with clients. It's not that much different. And so I was like, oh, okay, cool. Put in, put in the same thing and then boom, we took but, off. But again, when you're in those shoes, it's completely different. Oh, 100%. Right? Yeah. yeah. Somebody's telling out. you it's the yeah. same, but it's not. But it's not. Right. And so, and so you know. But you, you have to do that to build confidence. Yes. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. Because he's yes. the, everybody's got fear when they go in. And so it's like, and you can't let, you know, you, you can't let your people see the fear. You can have fear. Oh, yeah. But they can't tell. Yeah. And so then you have to do everything. So then I'm pumping them up saying you be who you are. Yeah. You're this confident guy. Show them that guy because it doesn't matter what you know at that point. Just be if you on have stage. confidence, that's it. Yeah, just be on stage. Yep. Yeah, yeah, right? And so- Create and so the I, personality. I did yeah. it. And and even after he left, I did it and continued. And was we I, we did great. I built a team. We won awards, all that stuff, right? And then I got promoted to the BMW store, Yeah. right? Now, that was scary as all get out because I had no him. I had a, a fixed ops director in charge of a bunch of stores that didn't have a clue, wasn't supportive. Would take, you know, I would be the scapegoat for all the things that he would do wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a nightmare. I went back to it going, here I go again. Yeah. Right. And so I said, I, I made a decision. I said, dude, I'm drinking every single night. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm well, miserable. You can feel it. it starts at your gut and you yeah, can feel it just it climb just, up. It, 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 my wife, like, if you don't quit, you're going you're gonna to kill yourself. That's we, the exact can, same thing my can, wife said to me. I can support us. Yeah. Right. So I said, F this. I'm going to quit. Yeah. Right. I quit all of a sudden. Right. All of a sudden. I'm on the market, right? And I'm getting, now these guys are coming in, right? Yeah. You know, G-Man is down at another location. He's in LA. He's living a good life. He's doing whatever. He's like, hey, fly down here. Let's see what you want to do. And he's testing me. Fly down. If you're interested, come fly down. So I buy a flight, come down. We talk. We do whatever. And then I get the thing, right? And all of a sudden, again, again, and I got to thank you for this, G-Man. I don't know if I've done this, you know, and I'm, I'll do it on our, on our cast here. What did he tell me to do? bro? Be you. I'm like, bro, I've never been a coach before. I have no clue. I know how to do this. I'm, I'm good at it. Whatever. He goes, bro, just do what you do. Just do it. You know how to do this, right? You know how to lead people. You know how to m- motivate people. You know how to influence people. Just do that. And I'm right. like, I don't know how to do that. He goes, you do. Just take the tools that you have and just do it, right? 
And then one night, he goes, he, I'll never forget. He tell Chris is like, gee, man, you're doing the boot camp. He goes, all right, we're going to do the boot camp. And he goes, Jai, come here. All right, we're going to do this. We're, gonna, da, 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 da. we're doing it. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I'm thinking the whole time, he's going to go, no, no, no. I'm going to do this part, and then you're going to do that part. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it went. And, and we did it, yeah. right? And next thing you know, the very next time, like Chris came in, he observed, he was cool with it because G-Man, he trusted G-Man, you know, emphatically. Yeah. Wow. Good job. I'm leaving. I'm going back to my, you know, whatever. I'm going smoke a cigar, whatever. And we handled it, right? To the point where G-Man goes, all right, how'd you feel? Good. All right, good. Next time, you're doing it alone because you did fucking fantastic. I don't have to do this anymore. I got a lot junk more to do next door. You got to figure this out because you got it. Right. So we were, you know, we talked today, right? <laughs> yeah. About creating the reality. That's that you right. Want. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't want to do boot camps. Right. I don't want to do it. I got too yeah. much of the shit going on. I'm running yeah. a sales team. I got yeah. other coaches. Yeah. Like, I don't have fucking time. Yeah. We're doing a weekly webcast. Like, <laughs> right. And so I said, okay, well, he can do it. And I just need to build him up. Right. And then he was better because I figured I'd do it two or, ta- two or three times with him. Yeah. And he, and he took off. Just I did the same thing with Christian. Yeah. So Christian, we took on this 50 store deal down in florida and i took christian lafferty with me down there he, and he lived there at the time so it was perfect because i had him coach them all right and handle everything and he was there and he was there yeah. so it was easy he could drive around and so um and we were doing two-day advisor clinics with for them so we fly in and then i do they get uh all their advisors and they they do three sections like the north part of florida and then you know kind of southern and and sure or middle and southern and so um it was like a road show now that I think about it. <laughs> Honestly. Circus, circus. Yeah, we're like, we're moving on to the next location. That's right. Um, and so I came in. I, I took Christian. I said, okay, come with me. I want you to watch. We did. A, I did a couple. Then I have him present like a topic. And then I'd say, okay, you did good. And then I'd video and show him what he did. You know, that's the best because you could see yourself. Yeah. You get better fast. I bet. Um, but that's the thing. I just started working. Next thing you know, I don't have to fly to Florida anymore because right. Christian's got it and I know he's got it. But I think it's like the reason I'm I'm telling this story just for the people who are listening is um, I think that it's just I think that part of it gets missed. If you don't like the reality you're living in, you don't necessarily have to quit. You can try to craft. You, there are ways that you can manipulate the situation to get what you want, to live the life that you want to live. Absolutely. Absolutely. You just got to decide, make a decision. And then again, it's those steps. Well, and you might realize that in other aspects of your life, but you don't realize it carries across the whole aspects. Yeah. Right? That, and that's the thing. It's true with your marriage. You yeah. Know? Anything. We, everything is what you make of it. Yeah. Period. I'm realizing we talked about a lot of stuff today because I just said, I was just about to say, remember we talked about my marriage today. <laughs> <laughs> I blew my marriage up and put it back to you. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, so, I, you know, I know we've been on the air for a while, but I, but I want to let you know one thing and I want our audience to know one thing is that we take coaching so seriously. Absolutely because, you do. Because it's, I mean, it's like, it's, it's just ridiculously passionate for me. You know, to be able to do the things and ascend in the way that we've done things, right, through our processes, through our relationships, through our engagement, right? And to see you and and see, I mean, bro, you are magnificent at what you do because you already are in the role of being a fixed ops director, right? You are there. The only thing is... The title isn't given to you because it terrifies you, and it's and it's okay. It, it, I would feel exactly how you felt with everything you've you've experienced because I've been that guy, right? right? I know it. Yeah. But one thing that you have 
that I want to reiterate is you have us. Right. You know and, what I'm saying? But, and I never had that before. And that's, that's part of the problem, right? right? When you don't have the resources or the tools to do what you need to do. Yeah. That's yeah. The, then, and, then you are on an island. And one thing that you didn't have in the past was the utmost support and backing from your general manager and yep. ownership. That, that was the next thing I was going to say. And right now, your general manager is like, there's nobody better that I trust than yeah. this guy right. to do what I need to get done in order for us to keep going right. and ascending. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So with that, you're, bro, you're like, you're the sandwich. We're, we're, we're the breads on the outside. We're here. It's there. We're here. So when I talk about the introvert part of it, that's the way it was until him and I came down and saw you guys the first time. Mm. And he started to get me out of that box, right? Mm -hmm. He's and been then, kind of pulling you. Yeah, pulling me out of the box, right? Interesting. And the last couple of years, it just kind of the box blew open and exploded because, you know, Jay and I have been doing some stuff too. And mm -hmm. right. it's just been great, you know? No, we, we, I, we, I've always loved people and I just didn't know how to harness that, I guess, right? Yeah, man. I mean, people, you have the respect of the shop, you have respect of your people, you have respect of the advisor, you have respect of the front end, you have respect of the manager. I mean, Charlie it goes around the whole store and everybody loves and knows Charlie. You know sure. what I'm saying? If we have a problem we have to solve, you're you you're ninety-nine percent of the time you're involved. Yeah. Hey, we need a flat screen TV to be put in a conference room. Okay. Uh, and you're like, bro, I'll get it, no problem. And boom, it's done. I need this. We need to do that. It's like you you have a constant involvement in wanting to help and solve issues for people for the organization to get better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this guy really cares. So because if I help all those people succeed, then what does that ultimately do for me? Just makes me succeed. Exactly. That's, that's all there is to it. It's exactly. simple as that. So, so what, what do we need to do, say, and encourage, right, to help you to that next step? To, to, to see if, you know what, I know you've done this a couple of times, right? It's right. like being rejected, right? Oh, you yeah. go up to a girl and like, hey, I'm going to use this line. And you just, you're just like, bro, I've been rejected four times. Like, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, but I had a good buddy growing up. He had a perfect saying for that scenario. He goes, in a sea of no's, there's always an occasional yes. That's right. Right? <laughs> there's always an occasional yes. So, and guess what? So you just got to look for that yes. The one random That's yes. That's right. Yeah, just shuffle through one. the no's. That's right. Get them gone. Get on to the yes. G-Man. Fast you can get through the That's how, right. How ironic is it that in a sea of Charlie's nose, can we get a yes? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I teed you up for that one, didn't I? You did. I set that way You up. did. Two and years so, of nose. And so, so here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not asking for an answer. I know. Because I want to leave it. Cliff. I want, this is a cliffhanger yeah, for our clients. Yeah, leave cliffhanger, right? For the audience, it's going to be a cliffhanger. Like, what does Charlie decide? Yeah. Tune in next week. <laughs> Tune in next week. Yeah. <laughs> On what Hard is, Shop Live. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Charlie takes it or breaks it. <laughs> there you go there you go charlie thank you so much for being with us buddy. hey thank you guys yeah. i appreciate this is it freaking it was awesome we yeah. had a good time we'll have to do it again like literally g-man is one step out the door he got to go catch a flight <laughs> yeah and he's like what you want to do a podcast i'm like yeah, yeah bro let's do it. he's like all right let's do it let's do yeah. it so, i gotta drive to seattle yeah. then get on a plane yeah, three hour drive to seattle <laughs> so, then get on a plane g-man yeah. thank you bro yeah, thank sure you for right. supporting yeah, me absolutely. thank you for supporting us I thought this was a great opportunity no, to have great. some great and, conversation. You know, exactly. Charlie, I'm telling you, man, your future is unbelievable. And thank you for giving us the opportunity to help you with that. I, like I appreciate the others. opportunity. And I thank you guys.
Well, I hope so, man. Let people seriously. Yeah. If you, we only have thirty. And if anybody out there listening to this is ever in doubt, don't be in doubt. Just that's ask right. the questions. Just ask the questions. Yeah, and don't be afraid to reach out for help. Too. Yeah. I think that's another thing. Like yeah. I, I suffered a lot, and I, I didn't need. Well, to. you didn't want to show your weakness. Right? I didn't want to show. You my didn't want to know that you. They didn't gave know. me the chance. Yeah. So yeah. So don't you don't have to do that. I think the one of the big lessons from this conversation is you know reach out, have a mentor, find somebody. And uh, and don't let fear define you. You know. Yeah, I am always Coach Jay, always ready to be a mentor to anybody. It's been given. Yep. It's, I've been blessed with it, so I just want to keep giving and. And giving they're good at. It. So yeah, thank you. All, All right, right man. We're See you next here. time. Hasta la pasta. Peace. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>